welcome back to episode 259, part 2 of For the Love of Cinema, where we will now talk about The Kingsman. For an episode of The Matrix Resurrections and the whole box office breakdown and trailer talk, check out episode 259, part 1, which posted on Tuesday, 1-4-2022. Alright, Roger, it's just you and me. Chris has head out for the evening. Let's talk about a little movie called The Kingsman. A long-delayed Sequel, prequel. A long delay. It didn't help it at all either. So No. As tradition dictates, let's take a look at the tomato meter. All right. Tomato meter of 42% and the audience score of 80%. That's kind of a big difference there for tuning. Yep. Uh, it's not... They obviously don't agree. So let's get into... See if we can figure out why. But as tradition also dictates, let's do the cast. Okay. Ralph Fiennes. Rafe. Ray Fines, Ray Fines. I, I, I even knew that. Gemma Arterton, Ray's Ifans, Matthew Good, Tom Hollander, uh, Harris Dixon, Daniel Bruhl, who has now been in a World War One and World War Two film. Sure. Several of World War Two films. Uh, Jimon Hansu, of course, Charles Dance as Kitchener, Aaron Taylor Johnson as Archie Reed, directed by Matthew Vaughn. Let's get into it. But first, let's go back to 2014. The other movie that did... What do you, how would you categorize John Wick? Like what? Stylized violence. Stylized violence. Well, that John Wick and this, The King's Man, are both stylized violence. Of course, John Wick came out on top. Um, it's the one that's critically, every time, like, m- doing great. King's Man kind of flutters. But 2014 found a year with two of those stylized violence movies. One with Keanu Reeves and the other with a, with a cast, with a sweeping, uh, with sweeping story leading to... The, the Kingsman, the Secret Service of the of the of the British, who are tasked with you know helping to protect the world from evils unknown, and that movie did okay. The first one revolved on Taron Edgerton's Eggsy as he tries to join the secret or the sorry the the Kingsmen, recruited by Merlin with uh, Merlin and Lancelot, I do believe. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that. Um, Mark Strong and. Colin Firth, who were both saved by his father, and he tries to be... Colin Firth tries to recruit Eggsy um, to pay back a debt to his father, who saved them in a room with a grenade. He dove on the grenade, taking the blast, saving the other Kingsmen, and sacrificing himself. That that movie plays out. Eggsy ends up saving the world from the, the very stylized Sam Jackson villain trying to kill most people on the planet, so the ones that don't Die, survive. Do remind you of anybody? Yes. Mm. Hashtag Thanos was right. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Kingsman was received well in 2014. We got a sequel a couple years later, Kingsman the Golden Circle. It was received well by audiences, but not very good. It, it really went off the deep end with some of the lore there. Now, given Kingsman is what, graphic novel? Yeah. Or com- it is. Started a graphic novel. So it does have lore to it. Yeah. I don't know any of that lore. Do you have you read any of the Kingsman? No, I have not. No, okay, so. But the the Golden Circle, that movie is out there. When it comes to, you know, Julian Moore was the villain Whack. out in the jungle, and Mark Strong ends up singing Country Roads, Take Me Home, John Denver, and it's just, it's kind of a quirky movie. Flat. Um, yeah, so then we come to a couple years later, we have The Kingsman, a prequel dating all the way back to World War I, uh, involving the political lead-up to that awful war, and we see the Kingsmen operating in the background, trying to stop the war from ever happening. They fail. 
Um, the, the, the boys go to the trenches, obviously, and this is the result we get is the movie set against the backdrop of World War One. Going into it, I loved this movie. I was thoroughly, I enjoyed my time with the Kingsman. I understand it's not a very good movie, but damn it, to me, it's enjoyable. World War One is a fascinating time in human history. It's a very interesting lead-up politically. Uh, I, I think it's one of those times in, in, in the history of the world that is just, it's so much to read about, so much to learn. It's it's always interesting. We have the, the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand, the sinking of what should have been the Lusitania, um, which helped facilitate the war on one end. But, I mean, it does... This is not an exact retelling of what led up to the war. Obviously, there's some... So there's some creative liberties taken with the history of this? Fictitious elements included, Weird. sure. What did you think of The King's Man, Rod, before we jump right into it? Um, yeah. It's not good. But you didn't like it or anything? Uh um, The war in the trenches and, and the, the, the heroic run across no man's land? Uh, nope. I did. See, I, that's one of the strongest... <laughs> See, Ray Fiennes is... Wonder Woman did it better. <laughs> well, I mean, I was hoping they were going to have a very similar moment, but it, it wasn't. It was similar in the fact that it was heroic and the music was great, Not, but Wonder Woman still did it better. Mm. Wonder Woman did a lot of things really great. You know, Wonder Woman was a The first movie. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, the second one did nothing The great. first one's a 9 or a 10, the second Besides one's a 1 or a 0. Besides wasted my time. Yeah, 100%. That's true. All right, swing so, and a miss. <laughs> swing and a miss. As Peter Griffin would say, swing and a miss. Let's talk about the King's Man. Matthew Vaughn has a kind of a history. He did kick ass as well. Yep. So kind of like that stylized. These are his properties. Yep. So cursing, violence, cool, fine. I love Matthew Vaughn as a director. I don't think he can do any wrong. I have an immensely good time watching his movies, and this is no different. Now, what do you tribute? Is it a weak story? Is it a bad script? I don't think it's a bad script. Um. Well, so I don't think it's a Kingsman movie. Interesting. I can see that, though. Why do you think it's a Kingsman movie? Well, because, okay, so let's talk about the first Kingsman for just a second with Taron Egerton and uh, Colin Firth. and um, I think that movie's incredible. I think it's funny. Um, I think it's very well acted. I think the fight scenes are great. Um, I think everything works in that movie. The second one, The Golden Circle, eh, okay, sure, whatever. Eggsy second story, fine, whatever. I would love to see a third one of those, by the way. Um... I think we get all the, the cool, fun, action gadgets, you know, like young punk-ass spy, basically. You don't get that here. This isn't that story at all. Which, okay, I understand. This is, this is a prequel, how all the King's men came together or whatever. But this doesn't fit in that same world to me. This feels like some sort of, like, really, like, th- doesn't this feel more serious than what it is? Well, yes, and it's also the title to consider Kingsman versus The King's Man. Yeah. So there's, there's a title change, which doesn't usually doesn't happen. Well, I mean, I get it, because this is supposed to be the first set of King's folk, I guess. Well, he's, they're literally acting on behalf of a king to stop a war. Yeah. So that's you know kind of what I get there. Yeah, but. absolutely. But, like, this movie, no, listen, it's, it's, kind, it's over the top. Um, it's got some, you know mildly funny moments to it or whatever but to me this does not fit in the same realm of the first two movies at all is that because it's a different kind of it's a different it's a different movie it is but it's also like set a hundred years in the future or in the, the past I don't know if that matters here 
because like the concept's still the same. There's still some secret underground spy agency, right? You know, before they bring the kid in, right? Which is ultimately the crux of this movie. They ain't do anything cool then either. Well, you know, they're using their all their all their technology for 1920s stuff. I get that, but like. They don't have any of the funny, witty repartee comments back and forth between each other, which is all the first movie is. Yeah, but, like, also, that didn't happen back then either. Listen, it has to start somewhere. Conversation some- was not. It has like to that. start somewhere. I mean, I get what you're saying. Okay, so listen, we saw what led to the first. Like, this movie is what leads to the creation of the Kingsman, right? Correct. We don't see the creation of the Kingsman. No, we <laughs> don't. We don't. As a matter of fact, one of the things I, I really kind of. I had to go back and look, take a look at the first movie. Was um, one of the one of the, the the heroes of this story? His picture is hung on the wall in the Kingsman room where they meet around the table. Not not a round table, I'll have you know, but it's like a, an oblong octagonal table. It's a square table. Um, what the the the, the picture? The, the name the name of the character whose picture is on the wall isn't on the wall in the Kingsman or the Golden Circle. So I was disappointed in that. Not that Matthew Vaughn could have known that's where they were going in 2013 when he made that. But, I mean, that kind of takes away some of the lore to me is that would have been awesome if that young man's picture was on the wall, but it's not. It's a bunch of old dudes, Mm -hmm. which makes sense in the realm of the Kingsman in 2014. It makes sense that it was created. We know the backdrop of World War I is when they were created. We know one of the conversations has Mark Strong telling Eggsy that – a lot of the wealthy people that created Kingsmen lost their sons in the war, so the money went to create Kingsmen. Yep. And I get that. Because oh, no, they, and, and that's fine. Yeah, that, that, that I understand. But I wasn't supposed to... The, there's a moment in this movie that happens, and it's legitimately one of those moments you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming at all. No. It'll surprise the hell out of you. No, there, there is definitely a big twist in the middle, or what's a three-quarter mark probably of this movie that I didn't see coming either, obviously, because, <laughs> well, you can't. Um... But I think does it? It doesn't feel to me like that really fits this movie, does it? Yes and no. The heroism definitely does. Maybe not the moment itself. Becoming the inspiration for something else. I don't know, man. Well, but let's talk about the lead up to that, though. I mean, let's. So the young man, I forget his name. What's the? What's the dude's name? Connor. Connor. So, is it Connor? I don't know. I think. Yeah, it is. Conrad. Yeah, Conrad. Conrad. Conrad is playing... uh, Conrad... Harris Dickinson Dickinson is Conrad, playing Ray Fine's son, Orlando, one of the original Kingsman founders, who only wants to do his duty to his country and go off and fight in the war. The opening of this movie is Conrad's parents are just trying to be... What did you call them? People want, like... Before, like, the Red Cross. What would you call them? Like, I don't know, humanitarians. Humanitarians are just trying to help people. You know, the, 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 the English campaign in Africa and the Middle East, they have fortresses there, they have strongholds, and they're just trying to help people when, when their army might not be doing all that they can. Um, Conrad's mother is killed. It, it's, it's a fairly touching scene, although I think somewhat forced, now that I'm thinking back on it. Um, Ray finds he gets angry at the world. He broke a promise to his wife um, and won't let his son go to war. He's a pacifist. He becomes a pacifist. He becomes a pacifist and won't let his son go to war, period. And I, I totally understand I that. I get it. I'm not a father, but I can certainly understand that decision. And all Conrad wants to do is go fight in the war. 
Um, and then Conrad finally gets the opportunity to do it. And um, that's where we get Aaron Taylor Johnson as uh, Archie Reed, who he switches places with. And you know when characters do the switching places thing, nothing good comes from one of them. Nope. So that's the whole... That's the part I love, though, is because like, that's... You don't see it coming from my way, but let's take a step back. Let's talk about Jumon Hansu as Shola for a second. Let's talk about Gemma Arterton as Polly, um, who are kind of caretakers of this old English estate. They're a fine supporting cast. Yeah, oh, I think they yeah, they both great. play their role very well as like quartermaster basically, and you know weapons experts, and of course, you know butler, kick ass, <laughs> you know, ab- kick, kick ass, you know weapons smiths, and mm-hmm. that's kind of one of the things that the, the far removed things I get from the Kingsman is everyone in this universe able to just fire a sniper rifle and yeah. use a sword to like mastery. Like I just don't. Well, see that, that part that's of it, part of the difference that I mentioned about the the disconnect between this movie and the first Kingsman movie, okay? So, they have people that know how to use weapons here. We don't get the, hey, here's our whole cache of weapons, let me train you how to do this. Like, we don't get that here. At all. Isn't that all you wanted? Well, Connor does train with Shola. Well, he, well in hand-to-hand. Conrad, sorry, Conrad. Yeah, in hand-to-hand. Okay. We don't get to see him do any weapons, you know, small caliber training or anything like that. And Polly, you know, Gemma Arten, or Gemma Arten, um, is clearly a very skilled marksman, right? She doesn't show him anything, nothing. You know, and at one point, yeah, you know, he could really use a weapon, you know, when they're taking off fighting somebody in Russia together. Rasputin. And uh, he doesn't know how to use his gun properly, you know. That, that's the problem that I have here. You know, why Why give us these characters for us to, you know, hey, you know, it's in the next one. We'll see more of this. We're not getting another That's the thing. We're not going to get another one of after, these. After this one doing as poorly as it's doing, there's no way. I mean, this one's sat in the can for more than a year, and that's not their fault, obviously. It is. It's COVID. It was legitimately yeah. slated to come out, like, two weeks after the, the first lockdown came. Um and they shelved it all the way till now. So, I mean, like, legitimately, they got, I mean, insurance money, they, surely they've collected a ton of insurance money on this. I'm sure of it. Sure. Because studios pay for that every year. And up until the last two years, it never mattered. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the insurance companies surely owe the studios something. But, I mean, shelving a bad movie for 18 months and it coming out and being bad, that's just bad. I mean, especially if you have time to go back and fix it. Maybe not reshoots, but maybe like re-edit it some scenes yeah. so it seems less draggy, I guess. Well, I mean, I think Ray Fiennes is great in this movie. He's all, but he's always great. Like, yeah, he's never, he's never been bad. Um, the acting know. is not the problem in this movie. Even no. like Matthew Good, um, Tom Hollander as the Three Kings. Mm-hmm. He plays three different. He plays three cousins of three brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaiser Wilhelm, Sar Nicholas, and King George, um, which is. Very. I, I can't remember. I, I'm really fuzzy on my history if they were all related, but it seems like something that would happen back then with the with the aristocrats. But it's a very. There are very. Tu- the reason I can't say this movie sucks because some of those moments are great. The very touching moments. I, I I offer to you the moment after a father has lost a son, and he's drinking, and and Polly comes up and says, you know. And she kisses him on the lip and says, I'm just as heartbroken as you yeah. are, but life doesn't end here. No, that's fine. You have to continue on. And, like, the where there's a key death in this movie, there's still, like, an hour left of the movie. So I was kind of glad that I got to see Ray Fiennes in action again because Ray Fiennes is, is one of the finest actors Hollywood's ever produced, even if the stage is ever produced. And, just, I mean, even, it's, even if it's 
digital fighting, digitally assisted fighting, I still like to see him doing things. And I was worried we, because of his son Conrad, we weren't going to get to see him doing it. Conrad was going to act on his behalf, which works for half the movie. Well, I have no problem against what we get from him here. I just, listen, the twist in the story, okay, fine. It, it gives it more merit, I guess. It doesn't make a bit of difference to me who's doing that fight scene. I, I don't think it matters to the story in the long run. The only thing a certain death is used for is to rekindle somebody else's inspiration. If, that inspiration could have went the absolute other way, too. If that person's picture had been hanging on the wall, and the, if they had made mention of it in the first two Kings of movies, it would have made it a hell of a lot more of a difference. The thing is, is the shock value of what happens could have went the other way, too. But here's the thing. Did, was there a small part of you that thought, because like this, this series has a history of people getting shot in the head and not dying. Yep. So I thought, well, maybe there's a chance. I'm like, they can't do that twice. There's no way they can do that twice. It would have been interesting. Listen, that would have been more Kingsman to me. That's a good point. I never thought of it like that. That would have been, that, that, There is nothing more Kingsman than that. Um, you're right about that. I didn't even think about that. However, I don't think this you, is a Kingsman movie. So let, let me ask. Let me ask you this. So we get the. This is some weird spy movie. So let, let me ask you this. We get the. We get a small glimpse of the war in the trenches, which is a terrible time in, in sure. very European it's history. Shit. Awful, I get it. Awful time. But like, do they? To you, do they good, do a good job of grounding it in somewhat of a realism? Yeah, but I mean, you want a real history? Go watch 1917. A far better movie. Than far that. better. But like I said, like, I got. I can't rehash on it over and over again and not have the point come across. This movie does not feel like a Kingsman movie. This feels like some weird, like, beginning story of some, like, legit spy thing, okay? And I understand, you know, in the world where the Kingsmen exist, they are a legit spy organization. These, they feel so far apart from each other. Like, this, the first movie in this. It's just you know, whatever 80 years is what would be in between of them. It just does not feel anywhere near the same. This, to me, is, is as generic of some sort of beginning spy story as it can be. I would agree with you. I didn't get the disconnect of feeling like a Kingsman movie, though, like you did. But maybe because I wanted it to be so very bad that I just I assisted it with my brain, wanting it to be a Kingsman movie, so I did. This is also not the same... I thought the story was going to be very different. Going into this. The story, listen, besides some stuff that happens in the story, this story's not overly dark or anything like that, you know? Nothing really super surprising for the whole war side of it, besides somebody dying, you know what I mean? Were you shocked by anything besides what we already talked about? How much time we spent in Russia fighting Res- Grigory Rasputin, I think I was a little like... Because I didn't, I didn't expect to spend so much time over there. And knowing what I know for the seeing the trailer a hundred times mm-hmm. because we did is we saw most of that play out in yep. the trailer. Like you see, but they do spend quite a bit of time in Russia, and I wasn't expecting that. I was yep. expecting more of the World War One nope. trench warfare front, which we didn't get unfortunately. And I'm that had to be a creative decision early in the development of the film. I think they tried to make this movie more too serious. Interesting. I didn't think it was serious enough. Really? That whole but it, business. But it's not, it's not Kingsman serious. Well, but has Kingsman ever really been serious? That's what I mean. Like it's this movie is way more serious than the other two movies combined. Besides the whole we have to okay, save the world I'll thing. You. I guess my wanting for it to be serious was I knew it was set in World War One, and like I love that time period in history. So I guess, I mean, the whole ass nine thing with the parachute mm-hmm. and the. 
him climbing up the side of a mountain, which has a 0% chance of ever happening in real life. The mountain goats, like, come on. When when removing yourself from reality... But see, that's that felt one. like Kingsman to me. Alright, I'll grant you that. I didn't see it like that. I'll grant you. Um... I mean, think about the first Kingsman movie where they're going through their first round of training where, like, they flood the room and those people die. Like, that's the same kind of scenario. Like, you'll figure it out or you'll die. <laughs> and he figures it out. Yeah, that's and some true. of them die. Yeah, that's true. So. That's very true, actually. Although the girl didn't die in the King, she just, they thought she was dead, but she was mm-hmm. just an actress. Um, she worked in a different part of Kingsman and she was just there to yeah. drive home the point. But anyway, you I guess you're right about it. Damn, I never considered that that is more Kingsman than... Any of like the, the last thirty minutes of this movie feel like a Kingsman movie. Well, it's got the fighting. It, it's, well, it's got that. It's got everything that I expected this movie to be. Where too much of it is like they're playing like weird war games and dick measuring contests between Russia and Germany and England. Well, which I mean. Well, which I, I, I oh, think that's a. They big try to be as for some reason they try to be historically accurate there. Yeah. Who cares? Well, this movie should have been all about. It should have been the the Germany, Russia, and England are about to go to war. The Kingsmen... We're building some super... You know, we're tricking out some spies to go stop this. We have to stop Rasputin from doing what he's doing. I mean, either the whole movie takes place in Russia or just a small part of it does. I don't yep. want... We got the in-between, which I don't think was the best compromise. As far as the story goes, I don't know if the story was best served. And the story ultimately has to be the creation of the Kingsman. Mm-hmm. That's what we're watching is the Kingsman, the first one. And so in that case, I guess, we didn't get it. We got, especially with like the code names given in the, given in the end, as soon as young Conrad called Shola, Jimon's character, Merlin, you knew that's where it was going. Sure. Of, you know, it was going to be done in memoriam of somebody. Sure, sure, sure. I get that. Although, a third movie in the series of prequel, does it matter if... It's like that's what we got. No, but I want to pose you a question. All right. Okay, if this wasn't a prequel, if this was the first Kingsman movie we got, you watch this movie and then you watch the second Kingsman movie, wouldn't you be like, "What the hell is this? Like, this isn't the same kind of movie." You're right. It's a very different tonally. It, it speaks different languages. The two movies speak different languages, and I guess that is a problem. I never, I never, I guess, never considered that. Well, because I mean, listen, deep down, if this is a part of the Kingsman series, which it is, this feels way disconnected from the other two, and I think that's a really big problem. You know, listen, I understand the story. I actually appreciate the story. Like, hey, they helped usher in changes through World War One during their creation. Okay, cool. I can buy that part of the story. You know, did I need, you know, 90 minutes of them being political? Well, that was World War One, though. But sure. Again, but listen, that's not the Kingsman, though. No, you're right. What if the backdrop was changed World War Two? Right. It would have made it hyper closer to real. I mean, for, for them, it would have put it... Because none of the characters alive in the Kingsman could be alive in Kingsman. Because mm-hmm. there's just... Or they're immortal, yeah. which they're not. Well, but then but, so here's the thing. So do we get a second The King's no, Man I, that's it, based in World War Two? If this movie had done two hundred million dollars by now, yes, but we don't. It's not, so we're not, and it's unfortunate because this is only theatrical. Mm-hmm. It's not like Matrix as you know theatrical and HBO Max. So I have watched the original Kingsman movie many times. I think it's great. Like I, I love it. it. I think it's funny. I think it's clever. I think the action's pretty good. Right. I, it fits the bill for a movie that I will watch. You know, if it's on TV or, you know, available. This movie, it doesn't matter to me if I ever watch it again. And that's bad. 
Well, see, I'm very different. I actually really enjoyed the political aspect of it. But I can remove it from... I can remove it from... I don't even watch it because like, I like that time period in history. Well, it has nothing to do with it being a good I, I have no problem with the political part of it. It just doesn't fit what movie we expect it to be. It's fair. When, it's you, fair. when you watch the other two movies and you'd be like, hey, this is the prequel to that, I don't expect this stuff. No. It's not cool. It's not funny. Like, the Kingdom's cool. It kicks ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you were crazy spy shit. No. Crazy James Bond no, stuff. No, they don't yeah. even teach this kid how to shoot a gun. It's true they don't. And what happens to him? Think about it. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. They're, I mean, I wonder how they got Ray Fiennes to say yes to this and Jimon and Jim. I'll probably give you 10 million reasons why. Yeah, I'm sure you can. Yeah, I'm sure you can. <laughs> I'm sure they all made out of this quite quite well. I mean, with Matthew Vaughn, this but this would have been a big this would have been a triple A title for the studio. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason why it shouldn't have been treated with the absolute most care. And it did it look good. Everything oh, looked visually, fine. it's fine. The choreography when they fought was fine. I mean, the weird house on top of the mountain thing though was kind of like you know, it's awesome, but like it's one of those like okay, but how yeah, feasible okay. is that really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's some of we all want to live on that mountaintop, but like that no. that wooden elevator. Come on, get out of here! Death like trap. That's, that's so far removed from any kind of reality that we have here. But mm-hmm. it it it's impractical. And I guess the whole like we got to parachute onto that little time. Come on, man! It's the fact that he had so many problems with that parachuting and he still landed on his target. Get the out of here with that nonsense. Weird, like it was a movie. See yeah, that? Well, that felt like Kingsman to me. See, not to, the, it's just like. Ali's kingdom is grounded in somewhat of a reality. No, I know the golden no, circle. they go to space. <laughs> oh, that one girl does go to space. Yeah. Shoot that missile. Mm-hmm. Again, it's, it's a strange James Bond gadget, I guess. But see, listen. That's what it felt like to me. That's what the Kingsman is to me. This is not that to me. That's fair. I get that. I get that a whole lot. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unfair for me because I'm going to, when I go to judge this here in a little bit about the score that I'm going to give it, I'm going to judge it harshly based off of that. Like we talked about in a previous episode here, we talked about the Matrix. You know, you can't watch the fourth Matrix movie and not compare it to the other three, right? Of course, of it's course. It's not fair to you. If I watch the third Kingsman-type movie, it's going to get compared to the other two. And listen, the second Kingsman movie is not very good. And this, to me, is falls in behind that because it doesn't fit the bill. That's fair. That's You're very right about that. If, if this wasn't a Kingsman movie... It's a whole, I have a whole different outlook on it. But, I mean, could you argue that it isn't because of the title's different? No. You can't? No. Okay, well, I mean... Because it's not. It is a Kingsman movie. Well, that's fair. Fair. I mean, I'm just asking the, I'm just asking the question that is the obvious You're question. You're just doing semantics. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I get that. The I mean, the characters all, to me, none of the characters were bad. It was the way they were used, I think, that wasn't as effective as it could have been. Maybe there was just too much time to... Because you're right. If this would have been great, we would have gotten a sequel. There would already be a sequel being written for World War II. The Kings been running around doing things in the back behind World War II. Like Bletchley Park. You know. Actually, I think I think a, a Kingsman movie based in the Cold War would be incredible. That's when spies were at their height. Right? <laughs> yeah. The, war, the world needed spies, certainly at the Cold War, like crazy. That was just, man, oh man. But yeah, no, you're not wrong with any of your points you've made. Let's talk about some other things besides the story for a second. Let's talk about... I thought the music score was incredibly powerful at certain points. You know, major deaths and thinking back on things for some characters where the music was incredible. Sad music makes it more sad. <laughs> sure. When you say it like that, I, I, I guess you're right about that. But Good. I just thought it was a very moving score. It's fitting. 
Okay, fitting. Well, I'll, I'll take fitting. Fitting movie. I'll take fitting. Um, but I tend to look for that stuff more than I think you do. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I have no problem congratulating something on having a good score. This doesn't. Nothing sticks out to me here. This Fair. this score is exactly what it has to be for the movie that it is. I get that. You know, it's not like somebody's, you know, busting out Fortnite dance moves and, you know, blasting rap music when somebody gets domed in the head. Like that's not what happens. <laughs> no, here. you're right. It's not what. Not at all. Yeah, uh, 1917 didn't have somebody busting out like honky tonk country as he runs his like nine miles or whatever through the front. Honky tonk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the the scene. Once again, I want to talk about a no man's land with the two patrols meet up and they best together, fight scene in the whole movie. And they together decide not to use weapons because both sides will open fire and they're all dying. Hell yeah. So they put That's down, cool. So they put down the weapons and they get out knives and hammers and whatever's available. And hammers with knives and spikes in them. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> hammers, knives, hammers with knives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's spikes. That's a spikes very cool scene too. Yeah. But again, I feel like I remember thinking to myself Conrad would be better than this. He's a kingsman. He would be better than this at this fighting. But he does pretty good. Well, you'd think. Imagine if he had a gun. I mean, but they all did have guns. They so? Just put them I down. mean, he does good. He does. He fares well for himself for, like, you know, another hour in his life. But, the, <laughs> but that's a very cool scene, though, I think. That I yeah, expect. that's cool. That felt to yeah, me like the movie that I expected. Yeah, that felt very kingsman yeah. Hey, like, we're going close quarters, hand-to-hand... You know, I got two knives. I got a hammer. I'm beat the shit out of you with it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that. And then the 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 ensuing the the what what followed was the the run. You know, he hoists him up over his shoulder and makes a run for the trench. Like nothing screams hero like a scene like that. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, you got to say, you got to give me that at least. Sure. It's like nothing says bad guy like killing an animal, but like nothing says hero like running through no man's land with a guy on your back. Did he make it? Well, yeah. No. He didn't. Did, the bomb. Right <laughs> the explosion right before they went into the the trench. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then what happens afterwards? That's the that's hey, like the. He didn't make it. <laughs> True. <sighs> Just see, I don't know why I'm so forgiving on movies like this. Why do you think that is? Because you want movies to be better than they are. Honestly, I think you're right about. It. I think I do want them to be. But there's also a middle ground that I always talk about that I don't think, I don't think I ever. You, I think, know it's there, but you don't want to acknowledge it. Well, let me let me pose you a question. Because you talk all the time on our main show about the Marvel bubble. And you will judge things outside or inside the Marvel bubble differently. Sure. There's no bubble. It's either it's good or it's bad. You want this to be better than it is. Because you, like you like World War I well, movies. I like Kingsman too. Well, that's... I, th- I think it's like, for all the reasons you like the first one, mm-hmm. I think it's a smart... It's a it's a clever smart series that moves when it wants to. Right. And it's I can it's Matthew Vaughn. Okay, no, and, and that's fine. This ain't that. No, it's not. And it's, I think Kick Ass Two suffered from the same problems that this movie suffers from. Yeah. It 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 tried to do a lot of things different, and wasn't didn't do anything even well. Mm-hmm. So the didn't it tried to be story. different isn't different. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Is this one tries to be different? Tries to be like an early version of the Kingsman. It's not that. It's not, it's not that. This is, if it wasn't a Kingsman movie, I think I'd score this movie differently. You know what I mean? If I wasn't expecting this to be smart, funny, clever, violent, because listen, you get some violence, sure. So if this was a Kingsman movie. It was if it was called The Kingsman, 
with the with with uh, with the son who goes to war without his father's permission, trying to help a king evade a war, become some better. sweet badass but spy. It, but it's not the Kingsman. Mm-hmm. You'd score it better. Score it differently. Differently. I didn't okay, say better. Okay. That's that's fair. That's <laughs> I, I would look at it through a different light. That's a fair point, but you can't look at it. I mean, you're right. If it doesn't jive with the other movie, then it doesn't. Well, jive. I mean, the the most damning thing is if this was the very first Kingsman movie, and then you got the second one. You'd be like, what the shit? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> this well, is not anything like the first well, one. what's one of the main things we said about the Star Wars, the, the sequel Star Wars trilogy is they didn't talk to each other mm-hmm. at all. They didn't jive with one another whatsoever. Yep. So well, that's, you know, major So problem. the big thing about the first Kings movie is the gentleman. The, you know, about how you are who you are but based off the way you act. Manners maketh right. man. Right? Exactly. We deal with that a whole lot in this movie? None of it, actually. Right? Well, we do, but... Not to that level. Mm-hmm. We do talk about what a gentleman is. Mm-hmm. We get a history on what a gentleman. I don't know if that's true, what's false, but Which, there's 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 also a lot of 2021 political bullshit in that, um, in what in what wouldn't have been mm-hmm. in 1919 or like 1960. It would have been there, but sure. they somehow got it in there. Um, but we got we get an an idealism of what the kings, what a gentleman. Sorry, not kingsman. What a gentleman is, mm-hmm. which is kind of a cool history lesson. I, sure, I, I, I didn't I mean, know. that's that's fair. Um, but, yeah, if you watch this and then you watch a second movie and you see, like, old prim-ass Colin Firth is like, hey, this is how we do things here, then he picks up somebody like Eggs, you'd be like, they would never have done this with the original group of people. He'd be rolling over in his grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not wrong. About, you're, not, you're, you're definitely not wrong about that. You're definitely not wrong about that. I mean, I listen, I don't think there's anything overly bad about this movie. The thing is, nothing really hits home for me. It doesn't have any, like, defining moment. I'm like, oh, you have to watch The Kingsman because of this. Or, like, hey, it's got a really cool scene, or this is really funny. It doesn't do that. It's as mediocre as it can be. And when I look at it through the light of The Kingsman, it doesn't fit at all. You're right. It doesn't. You're not wrong about that. That's unfortunate, but... I don't want to change people's idea about watching a movie until you see it. But I think, in all honesty, if you come in expecting more of the first Kingsman movie and you watch this, you'd be like, they aren't the same. They don't even have the same feel to it. They really don't. They really don't. I wonder how that could have been changed. Just not make the movie set in World War One. <laughs> just continue Eggsy's stories. Why do you think they didn't just continue Eggsy's story? I, if you want to do a prequel to the Kingsman, you talk about Eggsy's dad. Yeah, how his dad moved up the ranks and, yeah, that's... That's a better story. Or the Cold War. I mean, even something, even something that like the same people that are running Kingsman now are still going to be alive from. Or at least part of their their yeah. fingerprints would still be on things. But like, do we need a hundred year prequel? No, you. I mean, you did, but you didn't. I mean, it's cool, but I, I wonder what part of the yeah. Like, I, I wonder if because of nineteen seventeen, they're like, well, we're one. It's hot right now. Let's do it. I wonder if that was the reason they did it. The movie. I don't know. There's so many questions I don't know that like you're never gonna know unless you're a, unless you like. Well, and we're never gonna get another movie, so it doesn't matter. Not like this. No. Well, I mean, no. We're not gonna get any more King's movies. Period. Matthew Vaughn. I mean, after Kickass Two was critically panned as it was, that he moved on to some to to this to Kingsman, didn't he? I don't know. I don't remember the timeline. But I mean, yeah. This is. I mean, this is easily. This has got to be a hundred million dollar budget. If 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 not, I mean, what's the budget of this? Did you find that out? Hang on, I'll check. It has to be a massive budget. There's no way it's not a massive budget. I bet it's not as high as you think. I mean, I, I would seventy five to hundred is what I think. 
I can't imagine it's any more than that, but less maybe. But what we're coming up with over there, Ghost Rider? Mm, I'm looking, I'm looking. Mm. It doesn't have one listed. Well, it wouldn't be this poor performing so, so, so terribly. It's a shame, though, that we're not going to get another one of these because I like the Kingsman movies. I, I mean, the first two I love. And for as bad as the second one is, it's still more of Kingsman stuff. So I mean, you you got to give the second one credit where it is due. You know what I mean? It's yeah. I mean, it it fits in that universe, but it doesn't. It just the second one took such a dive off the deep end. It got a little weird. <laughs> yeah, hundred and four million. Hundred. I knew it was around a hundred. Had to be around a hundred. Those war movies are not cheap to make. Nope. Not at all. But unfortunately, before moving to scoring, it it's a shame that it's not getting. I want this movie to do better. It won't. It's done. <laughs> Thank you, Roger. Thank you for slapping me with the cold hard truth there. Um, Wasn't worth the wait either. Depends on what I don't know why you watch it in. Do you watch it in one of the big houses at AMC? No, it was on one of the side houses. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fair. I, when I watched it, it was in the, the big, big houses. One. Still have Spider Man and Sing and something else. When I watched it. It was in nine. It was in the first big house in the long hallway. Oh, I guess that is a big house, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's you watch it. You watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like. As bad as the movie may have turned out to be, it was still like the presentation is great when you watch on those big massive sure. screens. So that's always a plus, though. But again, people who don't watch movies in theaters anymore. That's you know that's against it because mm-hmm. it's not you don't have that presentation. Well, so let me ask you a quick question before we move past and move on to score. Um, I'm kind of surprised that this movie sat as long as it did and never hit streaming the same day as theatrical release. I don't understand why they did that. Especially um, if you know your movie's not great critically. They, they had but, to have known. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it had to have been reviewed before it got pulled. You know what I mean? Because it got pulled two weeks before its release. It had already been scored then. Yeah, you're not wrong. So, yeah, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to any of those questions. I'm sure a little... This is the longest delayed movie that I know about that we've watched recently, though. Well, one of them. I mean, there's, there's a few of them from that time period that got delayed. Uh, Top Gun's going to be another very long delayed one, but I don't expect Top Gun to be critically great either. So <laughs> I mean, but listen, I expect it to be Top Gun, and that's fucking badass. <laughs> <laughs> the Top Gun is good. The first movie's good though. It's like it's it's one of the better. It works. Scott films, regardless of which brother did it. Um, all right, so I'll, I'll score it first. I, I I think I owe it that much because I think I like it better. I'm only going to give this movie a four. I wanted to give it a five or a six, or before I watched it, I, I was like, I'm definitely, I want to give this movie a seven or an eight, but because I like the first two so much, you know, they're such special movies to me. They're just easy to watch and they're fun, and I think Taron Egerton is he was a he's great, incredible. He was a great gem to find. Give like, me more of him, always, yeah, always. Um, four is where it sits, and that's I think where the movie deserves to be is a four. Good. So I made a joke earlier to you and Chris before we recorded the other half of this podcast that maybe The Matrix was a better movie. I don't really know if it's a better movie. I think it's about the same. I also gave this movie a four. Uh, it's a little longer than it needs to be. It doesn't fit in this Kingsman world. Some of it's fine, but it's never better than fine to me. There is a big surprise at about the two-thirds, three-quarters mark uh, that I didn't really see coming. But past that, this movie doesn't do much more for me. Four. Well said. I mean, it's... It's unfortunate when these big budget because okay, what happens when so I one question I want to ask before we before we head out of this show though is so Ridley Scott has had a big movie that bombed. Steven Spielberg has now had a huge budget movie that's bombed. This movie did not do anything. Matrix is not doing anything. All these big directors 
And I'll, I'll put the Wachowski in, in there, sure. too. Sure. It's probably a bomb. Um, Matrix like, is a bomb. Yeah, bomb. But, like, even this, the Michael Bay movie coming out in two months, I'm bomb. sure it's, like, $75 million. It's going to be a bomb. But, like, how many bombs can these big directors, Nolan Tennant bombed as well. They'll just keep giving them money. But, like, how many bombs can you have for you? It takes real creative skill now to make a low-budget good movie. Okay, so this is the second. This is the second day of 2022. I want to ask you, going into the new new year, given where we've been with movies the past, let's say, two years, do you see? I mean, honest to God, do you see movie theaters ten years from now still being what they are? No. Five years. Probably. Think so. Yeah. I don't know. People times are changing, baby. I'm gonna die on that hill. I'm gonna I, die on that hill. You gotta feel pretty shaky now, though. I, I do, but I, I'm sticking to my resolve because I just, I can't. Listen, I never, never wavered from the fact that I prefer to watch movies in the movie theater, but I know that I'm not have to be tied to it now. I can get a very similar experience, and that's okay. Because listen, it's not ever gonna swing back hard the other way. They've okay. broken, they've broken down the wall. They proved that you can do streaming and theatrical and have an okay run at it and listen they'll make they'll tweak the numbers they'll figure it out yeah i mean they will it's all data to them they have data last 18 months has been very helpful to the streaming company especially netflix i mean netflix is the gold standard for streaming so i mean is it what else would be be a gold standard if not netflix i don't know I just know Netflix is more volume over quality. But I would imagine Netflix has the most subscribers over any of the streaming oh, services. Listen, they're the biggest. That's no doubt about that. By the way, Peacock. I saw a commercial for Peacock mm-hmm. advertising. They have all the Harry Potter movies on mm-hmm. there. Like, so does HBO, though. Like, does it, It's not anything special. Peacock, which is owned by the company that I work for. Uh, Comcast, right? Yeah. They own Harry Potter. We own all the rights to Harry Potter. Since they were made in, the, some of them were made in conjunction with Warner Brothers, they own certain distributing oh, is rights. Oh, Peacock to affiliated with Warner Brothers? No. Oh. Peacock is NBC and Universal. Hmm. I guess somehow there was a, there's contract money in there mm-hmm. for... There's digital streaming rights out there. Do you know how well Peacock is doing? I, I, I don't have any idea. They do fine. <laughs> fair. Fair. I'll give you fine, but... I don't, I don't know, but how long before we start seeing... Maybe it? their parent company is the 35th largest company on the planet. They're Comcast doing okay. Is. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> They're f- fair enough. We haven't seen a Peacock original film, though, have we? Original film? No, but they did have the streaming rights to the Halloween movie, because it is a... F- it's a very good point. They did. I don't know how that did. There was, well, and they also did Trolls. Oh, that did... Remember, that was, that was at the beginning of the... Pandemic. pandemic and that did okay for itself mm-hmm. yeah sure Troll is a fine movie so. yeah it's yeah, if it you like job. trolls you like trolls too yeah. so <laughs> all right well fair enough well th- this is a new thing we're trying out splitting the movie so you don't have to not listen to the show if you've seen one of the movies and not the other uh but uh, please write into fourth love of podcast at gmail.com let us know if you like the idea but until next time, this has been part two of episode 259 of For Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and every Friday morning. Part one on Tuesday, part two on Friday on 5 a.m. in the podcast service of your choice. The following five iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. As always, check out the show on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, on YouTube. 
always posting things there. And next week we're going to be taking a look at American Underdog and Swan Song from Apple TV. Yes, good. Mm-hmm.